0: You're listening to The Fitness Lounge, where we discuss in-depth everything from fitness, health, wellness, and mindset. Whether you're just beginning your fitness journey, or you've been involved in fitness for years, we have a little something for everyone. So just sit back, lounge for a bit with us, and enjoy. Hi, welcome back to The Fitness Lounge. I'm your host, Nick, with Ben. And today we are going to be discussing understanding what body fat is and how to control it. Uh, this has got to be the, the number one yes. topic when it comes to fitness that everyone's trying to chase.
1: I think you're, I think you're always trying to control this one from a, definitely
0: know? from an aesthetic standpoint, but yeah. I think where we're at now from a society is
1: a health standpoint. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, you know, with the obesity epidemic that we, control. yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, but um, for the majority of people I would say it's definitely I want to look better I want to feel better Mm -hmm. I want to look like I did when I was in college I want to look like I did when I was in high school Um, so Ben and I want to really dive in today and uh, help you guys understand a little bit more of what is this obstacle that you're ultimately facing how are you going to beat it
1: Um, what's the safest way to handle this so what is body fat right it's stored energy which is meant to be used at a later time and, you know, most people, I think guys and girls, where do we store the number one place we start storing it? Lower stomachs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some people probably store it in other places faster, but I know for me, if I could get out of control and I just kind of go off the deep end, then I can notice my lower stomach kind of growing a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. So you see alcohol belly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, for, I think for a good portion of people where they start to see a change
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, outside of. Pregnancy, so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, put that obvious that out. one out yeah, uh, for now. <laughs> but the the big change you hear about the freshman fifteen, uh-huh. you know, it, it's college, maybe even right out of college, they get into a job, it's high demand. Your life so, changes, absolutely. You know,
1: circumstances change,
0: and I think it all really goes back to if you don't have the fundamentals of uh, habits, lifestyle, proper decisions, right? Um, and even though the information is out there, as we discussed before, there's just a lack of. Uh, maybe it's a lack of an intent to discover this information. Right. Well, um, some
1: people don't really know what to look up. That's you know? v- very true.
0: I mean, it's definitely not something that's covered in school unless you're going to study that. Right. They don't cover this in, in middle school, in high school. And it's just one of those things that... With the way that it has been affecting people in their life later on, I think it's something that does need to be discussed. And thank goodness for the fitness revolution and the, and right. the advent of social media where we can immediately share information back and forth. And to each I think other.
1: it should be brought up in schools, actually, at least maybe when they get into high school so they have a better understanding. But I don't know if you've seen high schools lately, they've got pizza fast food places in there like you know we never i never had that well i did so we, it's not a late i wish business. i did
0: <laughs> we had dominoes uh, oh, in ours yeah it was ridiculous i was I,
1: getting the, the nasty pizza out of the freezer i oh. still had you know I mean, well, actually i'm not gonna say it's nasty because back then i loved it that was like my favorite day
0: <laughs> i'll tell you what when i was in middle school uh, i was uh, going to school in kansas and man we had i, I kid you not and, and for the for the folks listening at home I'm I'm holding my hand out. There's probably at least a six-inch gap from edge to edge of my my fingers. Six-inch <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, oh my seventy-five cents. I would spend all of my lunch money <laughs> on these chocolate, and they were so good.
1: Were they wrapped in the plastic? No, no, no. These oh, were fresh
0: good. made at the school Jeez. that day. I mean, some of them were even still hot and
1: gooey. Like, I guess I, I I guess I just aged myself. So. <laughs> so, I didn't have any of that.
0: So Ben hit the nail on the head. Body fat is literally simply just stored energy so that the body can use it later on. Now, understand that body fat in and of itself is not unhealthy. Uh, Too much of it is unhealthy. In fact, there is. in order for certain functions of your body to function properly, there has to be body fat there, which is why, for instance, women are designed with an additional layer of body fat right around the stomach area for pregnancy purposes. Obviously guys don't have that, but it's there for a specific purpose and specific use. Um, So before the episode, what I decided to do to help you guys with a little better understanding of some of the numbers, I went online and I actually pulled a chart from builtlean.com who cites the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And they what they did is they broke down for men and for women what are various levels of body fat ranging from essential, athletic, fitness, average, and obese. So I'm just gonna very quickly go over these with y'all so that you can kind of understand based on what your goals are and what your lifestyle is, where should your body fat percentage be? And real quick, body fat percentage is simply your overall weight how much of that is body fat and that it converts into body fat percentage right. okay yep. so what they're saying is that for men an essential amount of body fat is anywhere from 2 to 5%. What they're saying is if you drop below 2% you will have good. major problems it's with your body.
1: Uh, even being that I think even being that low cuz you know the, the bodybuilders and competitors and you 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 know this that even that low is you feel different. Yes. Like, you don't, you don't feel right. Like, you may look peeled to the bone and shredded. And- it's not sustainable long-term. No, absolutely not, not. sustainable. In
0: fact, I was doing a lot of research on this this past week because uh, I'm about to go on vacation. I'm like, H- really, what's that threshold that I can push down to? Right. Where can I push <laughs> to be at the, the most lean but sustain it? Right. You know, because I see a lot of uh, Instagram guys, girls that maintain a very low body fat year round. And now I know how they do it because they have to constantly be eating. They have to be dead on with their their diet. I mean, it is absolutely because they have to literally feed their body what it needs in that moment. And then in that moment again, so two to 5% is essential. We personally would be recommending don't drop below five for any long term periods Um, for athletic They're ranging six to thirteen percent. So if you're an athlete, seeing yourself in that six to thirteen percent body fat range is not unheard of. Makes me feel pretty good right now. I feel like I'm an athlete.
1: I Uh, wish I was there.
0: If you're if you're just maintaining a good level of fitness, 14 to 17% body fat. Um, and then, if you're maintaining maintaining an average um, level of body fat, that's 18 to 24 percent. And what they've ranged guys at is if you're at 25 percent body fat or higher, you are ranked as obese. Obese. Yep. Okay. Um, we're not going to get into the different levels of obese because I know right. that doctors, they, they have different yes. variations. But this chart is just a good guideline for you. My my recommendation for anyone listening to this, you you want to be average. Or below, from a health mm-hmm. standpoint. Again, if you're not doing high-level athletic, if you're the type of person that goes to the gym maybe three or four times a week, it's a means to an end. You're trying right. to just maintain healthy. Seeing yourself somewhere between 14 and 24 percent body fat
1: That's is, good. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's not a problem whatsoever. Yeah. So I, I'm
1: usually falling in between the, in the fitness one, where 14 to 17, and I feel pretty good. You know, I get a, I, I, I've been doing this a while, as we've talked about before, that you know I kind of know my body now. But if I get any higher than that. I don't feel right. Like I, I feel off. I don't. I just don't feel the same. But if I'm in that, probably I'd say 14 to 18, like right in that range, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Really? Yeah, I feel. Yeah. Of course, you get lower. You oh know, yeah. You know, feel better. But well, I feel, you know, I feel good and comfortable at where I'm at right now.
0: I would say I'm probably so aesthetics focused, and I'm also, I haven't reached where I want to be yet. You know, I haven't because I didn't get to do a show. Right. That I wanted to. I feel like I haven't really reached my pinnacle. So I'm still striving and pushing. But, you know, for me personally, I don't feel like, and I think I'm at like 8% right now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go above that. And I'm not saying I feel like I'm, you know, jiggly or anything. It's not, but it just,
1: you don't look like jello.
0: Well, the way my body is at 8%, I still have never cracked into my eight pack yet. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I know I can do it, but I don't know at what level of body fat yeah. I need to get to, which is why be, I'm setting five, five as my target. Yeah.
1: Five or six might be at where you need to be. <laughs> well, yeah. For that. The other,
0: the other area, you mentioned, you know, low belly. For guys, we yeah. tend to carry it in our love handles, and yes. that's where I carry all of mine. That's um, kind of
1: funny. I carry mine towards the front, you know, if I get, like I said, if I get out of control, but it's not as bad on the sides, but I mean, still, either in it, no matter where it's at, no one likes it, Yeah. Really, you know?
0: Um, So let's talk about women, for the ladies out there. What is an essential amount of body fat? This is probably one of the biggest questions when I talk to women about body fat, they're like, I mean, what what should I have? What's healthy, what's not? Mm -hmm. Mainly because it is again vastly different than men and these numbers that you'll that we're about to discuss here you'll still see very lean looking women mm-hmm. and there's an eight percent spread oh, yeah. between them and the same leanness of a, of a guy because again they have certain body fat that's tucked just, in and around the organs made, made different yeah so when this is including in here we're not just talking about the, the body fat that you see between the skin and the muscle that we tend to notice. There is other essential body fat that's around the organs that you'll never see. Right that the body stores there, again, for those essential functions. And so that's what they're talking about here when it says essential fat. This is fat that you won't see, that you don't really notice. You can still pinch your skin and you're not gonna have any anything in between the two layers there, basically. Yes. So that number for women is 10 to 13%. So if you're breaking into that 10 to 13% body fat range, you are, in essence, breaking into a potential long-term unsafe zone, especially from a pregnancy right. standpoint. Now,
1: um, yeah, you don't want to be that lean and get pregnant. Exactly,
0: um, athletes. So if you're an athletic female, whether you're doing you know actual sports, soccer, sprinting, uh, even CrossFit on a on a very high level, mm-hmm. fourteen to twenty percent is where you're going to land for for athletic. That's what they're ranging it at. Um, for fitness, everyday fitness, twenty one to twenty four. An average female should be 25 to 31. And when it's saying average, that's still saying it's healthy. Hmm. A healthy amount of body fat for women is 25 to 31%. And at 32% or more is when they start to classify women as obese.
1: Right. So now I wonder how many women out there listening right now are going to be like, well, I don't want to be 21, 24. <laughs> because, you know, they don't. a lot of them don't know.
0: Exactly. So they get
1: taped or checked or however they, however they go about getting their body fat tested. And they're like, wow, 24% you know they start flipping out actually Tracy my wife did that and uh I think she was in the fitness range like 21 24 and she was like flipping out like oh my gosh I can't believe that you know but and, and we're like actually that's good you know cuz you don't you don't look bad no. you look good again you, know, but, you
0: can take a guy and yeah. a
1: girl and they can look
0: for the same muscle definition right. same leanness and a lot and, of people
1: don't know that You know, just just, you know, stuff. They're
0: assuming it's apples to apples and it's it's not. Um, You've got to take into account the fact that the body stores essential fat in certain places more so than others. And again, for women, the body is designed for pregnancy Mm -hmm. as one of its functions. And in order to support that function, it carries body fat in and around the organs below the abdominal muscles underneath there that you can't see. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that when you look in the mirror, you're going to say, oh,
1: well, there's that, you know, additional 8% body fat. You'll never even see it. Right. So... So how do you control body fat? Bottom line is calories eaten versus calories burned. Period. Yeah. I mean, in the story. Yeah.
0: So what Ben's getting at is if let's say you eat 2000 calories in a day. All right. And you're burning 2500. You are in what's called a calorie deficit. Deficit. So your body will start to utilize that deficit from its own storage, storage yep. which is the body fat that you hold. If you're eating 2,000 calories and you're only burning 1,500, the body is going to take that That's additional 500, it, huh? convert it into body fat, and store it for later, exactly. okay? Uh, now, is that the only factor that can impact whether your body is storing body fat or not? Absolutely not. One of the biggest ones that people are aware of is thyroid issues.
1: Okay. A lot of, And a lot of people don't even know they have that. That's yeah. very true.
0: Now, Before, I will say until this. It's too
1: late, yeah. <laughs>
0: It was either Jeff Foxworthy or the the other comedian that was on the, the blue-collar comedy tour. Not Ron White and not the Larry the Cable guy, but uh, Bill Ingvall.
1: Yeah. It was
0: one of them. And he was saying, all right, you know, if you go to the state fair and you see this lady or guy or whatever that's four or 500 pounds, and they've got a funnel cake in one hand, they've got a loaded corn dog in the other hand, and they've got a fried ear of corn hanging out of their mouth, <laughs> honey, you don't have a thyroid problem.
1: No, no, you don't. <laughs> So I, well, not, I know they might. Yeah, but, they might. Yeah. But
0: but it's very hard to attribute that. So if the doctor hasn't said, hey, you have a thyroid issue, first and foremost, go see a doctor. Yeah.
1: You well, want to exactly. figure that out. Exactly.
0: But I would say that for the vast majority of people, four out of five times, it's literally they're eating too many calories. Right.
1: And not and the right ones.
0: Exactly, not the right ones. And we will do an episode that dives into proper calories versus improper calories. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too much into this just because of time, but we will go into that so that you can have a better understanding of, okay, a calorie doesn't necessarily mean a calorie. So don't right. get too too caught up on that. Right now, we're simply talking about how does the body convert body fat, either burning yep. off or storing it. So another thing that will have an impact believe it or not, is actually too much estrogen. Mm -hmm. So obviously estrogen being usually attributed as the female sex hormone, even though both men and women have it in certain portions, it is designed to help with lots of body functions, but one primarily is is pregnancy and so when that estrogen increases due to pregnancy it's going to hold additional body fat here's the caveat to that it's a feedback loop because if you are storing unnecessary body fat in high amounts it will actually increase your estrogen you increase your estrogen which causes you to store more body fat you're storing more body fat which increases your estrogen and it's this perpetual cycle feedback loop.
1: you know and guys when your estrogen gets above your testosterone, that's not good. No. You well, can have other things like the gyno and, you know, there's other things that can happen on the male side. Of it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, your
0: body's that. not designed, male's bodies is not ever designed to have more estrogen than testosterone. I think our, our range is like we have 12 times more testosterone than yes. women naturally yeah. do. Um, so if our estrogen creeps up into that amount, we've yeah. got other problems. And going on.
1: For those that don't know what gyno is, it's man boobs. That's Basically. What, what yeah. Where, where you literally
0: can start lactating <laughs> a lump, as a male. Yeah. yeah.
1: You get a lump there and it. it's actually, I've heard they're painful and sensitive and whatnot. So it it's, it's not good.
0: <laughs> no. One other thing is diabetes and this one's, you know, I think a lot of people are aware of this, um, but diabetes can absolutely have a, a major impact on yeah. your body's ability to store or get rid of body fat in in, in any of these instances, you want to consult your physician. You want to talk to your doctor about it. See if, A, it's a problem and discuss the solutions. But forgetting to eat proper nutrition and maintain your caloric intake versus your burning, that's not going to be overridden Right. if you're just trying, oh, well, I have a thyroid problem, but I'm still pounding down 3,000 calories a day and burning 2,000. It, it may be contributing, but I promise you, you still haven't solved the major problem. Right. So where I want to challenge our listeners is... Find out if you feel like you have one of these problems. Go get it looked at because it definitely is going to impact it. But the number one thing that you can do immediately to control that is figure out, you know, how much are you burning each day? How much are you taking in each day? And get that that into a range.
1: You're going to know if you have a thyroid issue because if you start really buckling down on your diet and you're working out, you'll probably lose a little weight. But you're going to start actually maintaining or gaining weight, actually. While you're even following a diet, because that actually happened with my wife when she was getting ready for her third show, you know she got about six, seven weeks into her into her uh, prep, and she was losing weight. But then all of a sudden, she stopped, and for four or five weeks go by, she actually gained four or five pounds. and We're like, "What the heck's going on?" So I remember you sharing that. Yeah, with that me. was like a tr- an indicator, like this isn't right. Like that was
0: the last show she was supposed to do, like this this year, U- wasn't it? Europa, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, she was supposed to do Latin, not this past one, but the one what two thousand and eighteen. Eighteen, yeah, yeah. So you know, we had. Five or six weeks go by and she was actually gaining a few, she gained maybe three or four pounds. We're like, you know, based on your your diet, how much cardio you're doing, your lifting, everything you're doing, you shouldn't be gaining weight. You know, you should either kind of maintain or lose, especially as you get closer to the show. So that was an indicator for us right there. She went and got her blood work done and her, you know, thyroidism.
0: And you could absolutely get that taken care of, which is a beautiful thing. There's medications for yes. that. There's yep. um, and a lot of times too, one of the key contributing factors that doctors will say is in addition to taking the medication, work on your nutrition. Exactly. Work on your nutrition. Yes. So again, we're not trying to point the finger away no. from these potential problems, but our goal is to empower you to do what you can within your within your own hands, within your own power, to take action as fast
1: right. as possible and do it safely. So how do you determine how many calories you burn? The well, first thing you do is find out what your resting metabolic rate is. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that's basically where you're, you know, you're resting, you know, either you're laying in bed, sitting on the couch, but you're not doing anything, no activity. And then that's how you would determine what your uh, resting metabolic rate is. Yeah. I so mean, basically if you're... It says it, pretty much says what it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if you're laying in bed all day for 24 hours and you didn't do anything, your body is going to burn X, X amount. amount of calories,
1: yes. yep. right? So... And you still can burn calories sleeping. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? might not the, be a The lot. brain
0: has to function. The organs have yeah, to function. Have to All move, that yeah. takes calories that it has to utilize. The the muscles just being in existence. That's why they you know a higher muscular base has a higher resting metabolic rate because as we mentioned before the analogy of a four cylinder engine versus a, a V eight yes. engine, yep. right? It's going to burn more, more fuel resting uh, without doing anything. So.
1: It's a plate. Yeah. Like, I think we actually hit on this before. I don't remember which episode it was, but you know, you can actually go find out what it is, you know, by those, uh, what do you call that machine? The
0: in-body machine is probably one of the, again, in my opinion, it's, it is a overall bang for your buck. In my opinion, it's the best, um, the most accurate is the dunk tank, dunk tank yes. It hands down is the most accurate that you can get. it really dives in there but not everyone either has access or funding mm-hmm. to be able to do that. I know they are becoming more cost effective but still still gonna take some time. yeah for that. so um, an in-body machine now there are there you can go online and you can there's websites that will kind of walk you through the steps of you know if you don't have access to those machines, you can kind of get a rough estimate based on your height your weight, you know, this and that, and they kind of walk you through the steps, but you have to determine your BMI in right. order to determine this and well, so on and so get forth. it you in the ballpark with it. Exactly, and that is hands down better than nothing. If yeah, you're starting it's, from it's zero, something. that's a great place to be. Yeah. But if you have access to those, those other alternatives, use those, they're gonna be far more accurate, they're gonna get you pretty close to pinpoint mm-hmm. um, and help you get there faster. Uh, let's talk about real quick the science behind the body fat. What what really is one pound of body fat? In essence, one pound of body fat is thirty five hundred calories in a stored
1: form for later use. So that's quite a bit. Yeah,
0: it, it really is. When you think about man, you know, how much do I eat?
1: I mean, in yeah, a day? how many times are you eating thirty five hundred calories
0: a day right now? Uh, I know I'm not. <laughs> I would say maybe once a week. Yeah, and right. it's by sheer accident. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> So, I definitely don't intend. I'm not going to gonna lie. Mine's not an
1: accident. Sometimes I just keep, keep <laughs> eating. You know, well, that's what I mean by on what it is, yeah.
0: It's not like it was planned. Like I woke up this morning and said, I'm going to shoot for 3,500 yeah, right? a day. Um, so, in essence, every time you amass 3,500 calories in deficit of what you burn versus what you intake, your body is going to, again, fill that void mm-hmm. with the stored body fat, and it's going to burn off a pound of body fat. Now it didn't happen at one time, right? It might be 200 this day, 250 the next day, 600 another day, just depending on what you eat and what you do across those days. Right. Um, and really, if you want to get nitpicky, it breaks down into seconds and minutes, but the easiest way to calculate is by day. Yep. So, um, Basically, every 3,500 calories you burn, you're going to burn off a pound of body fat. So if you look at your numbers, and let's say, for instance, you're the person who says, I want to lose 50 pounds of body fat. Well, that's real quick math. I think 175,000 calories that you've got to be in a deficit. So, okay, well, that's a big nugget to hit, which is why we say you have to time this Yep. Over a realistic period of time, because you don't want to try and just.
1: Yeah, you don't want to try to melt, melt all that off in a week.
0: No, and it's not going to happen in a week. No. It's just not
1: possible. Unless I you mean just get a knife and cut it off. <laughs> again, once lipos, again, liposuction. Not a good idea. Um,
0: so, but for those who are not wanting to go under the knife and wanting to go yeah, the no. all natural route, um, you just have to understand that you need to be in a 3,500 calorie deficit. What's the best way to get there? You know, break it across a week, and yeah. my my recommendation is aim for roughly about a pound a week. That's sustainable. That's relatively easy. It doesn't put you in a state of starvation where you get too oh, yeah. hungry, um, and it's not go too go much of a, a shock to the too. system.
1: Yeah. So, how many times have you heard this though? Someone says, "I'm just not going to eat today," right? I, I, oh, I've all the time. Yeah. If I don't, if I eat nothing today, it'll make up for the lost ground. You know that I, you know, gained four or five pounds yesterday or whatever all the crap I ate. Yeah. How I, 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 the problem with that, though, is you know when you don't eat anything, your, your metabolism slows down. And when that slows down, then what happens? It starts to store more body fat. There you go.
0: Well, and, and part of the reason it does that, the analogy I've always used, and it's probably the... I'm not going to say it's the best one, but it's the best one I ever came up with, mm-hmm. is... You've got some good ones. Uh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> if you are, let's say, held captive as a prisoner, mm-hmm. all right, and you're put in this isolated room with no exits okay and the only door in essence in the room is kind of like at the uh at the gas station you've got the two-way doors where the refrigerator is filled from the other side right and you can pull well let's say there's no clock on the wall you've got no essence of time there's no window so you can't tell when the sun's coming up and going down it's kind of like a casino yeah right and the door randomly opens for you to get as much food or water or drink as you want, but it only opens one time. You get one open and that's it. What are you going to do as a prisoner? You're going to grab as much food. You're going to pull it out. You're going to set it in the corner. You're going to hoard it.
1: Yeah. You're going to start stockpiling it. Exactly.
0: Now on the alternate, let's say the door was just like your refrigerator at home. Never locks. You can go when you want. want.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the, that is how the body treats it. So the body cannot create or ingest its own Food, you have to put right. it in your mouth, chew it and swallow, right? right? So it doesn't know when it's getting its next meal unless you put it on a specific schedule and you follow that to a routine. Because if it goes too long without mm-hmm. it being there, it's kinda of like the dog sitting at home. Yeah. You leave the dog sitting at home too long, it doesn't know when it's gonna to go to the restroom, doesn't know when it's gonna get another bowl of food. So what's yeah. gonna do? It's gonna poop everywhere, it's yeah. gonna you know, so your body does the same same process. Put that put it on a schedule. Exactly, exactly. So, and you wanna you want to monitor when you eat, again, how much you're eating. You don't wanna overblow once. Now, there are people who will make the argument of metabolic confusion. We're not gonna get into that. We're, no. <laughs> we're simply talking about what is something that the average, everyday person yes, can do. Yes. I can tell you right now, and I think we've discussed this, I am not a huge proponent by any means of any diets cutting out any type of macronutrient out of your no. nutrition regimen. I don't think the benefits outweigh the detriments yep. ever, especially not on long-term. And the there's plenty of physicians and studies yep. to back that. Yep. Um, so I'd rather take the sure fire way. I do know there are shortcuts to do things, and sometimes you can get by without there being damages. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, you're, you're dancing with the devil on that yep. one.
1: Playing with fire for sure. So kind of like what you talked about earlier with the losing one pound per, per week, a realistic expectation could be no more than two pounds per week. And that's actually per the CDC. Most will be about a pound, and that's a healthy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, true. You know, we've talked about this before. Everybody's different. Some people actually can probably lose three or four pounds a week, and that's healthy for them.
0: You know, it's for gonna, a short period of time. Yes, not
1: not over not over a long. Because you know what's going to happen. You're it, actually a lot of people when they just go on a diet. You know, they're following a diet and a workout plan. You actually at the beginning will lose. Probably, eat, well, not probably. I've seen it happen. You lose a lot of weight fast, yeah, and then you plateau. You kind of hit a wall. You plateau, and then those numbers decline, and it may be one pound per week, two pounds per week. You, or you might plateau and have to make some adjustments to the diet and your workout plan. But
0: well, and the, even it, it's, it goes both ways: growing muscle and body fat. Yeah. As you start to near that, you know, fifteen percent, ten percent for guys, or twenty percent for women. I promise you, chasing the next percent is way more yeah. difficult than the one before. And,
1: and like you said, you're probably going to start. Tapping into that muscle source
0: exactly. So, w- when you're if you're at that hundred pound, you know, uh, goal, I want to drop a hundred pounds of body fat yes. because I have that much in excess that's above and over the actual healthy range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can probably get by with three or four pounds a week for maybe the first month or two months at the most. Yeah. But your body's going to want to regulate back closer to that.
1: It'll it'll slow down a little bit. Yes. Yep.
0: But a good average marker is two pounds a week at the most. I prefer one pound a week. But when you are at those huge goals Mm -hmm. of 100 plus, it's kind of hard to say, well, yeah, I want to take two years to get there. I can understand that. So maybe setting it at two pounds. I'm very hesitant to advise people to shoot for three and four. If it happens, fine. But you want to plan and calculate for two pounds, maybe even a pound and a half for just a little bit of a buffer. Um, And I'll give you some examples. Um, my recommendation on this first and foremost is you never want to try and fit a square peg into a round hole in this one. So again, just like Ben was talking about, what if we just completely not eat any calories today? So, right. you know, I'm burning 2000 calories, you know, a day, that's 14,000 calories a week. Well, if I don't eat for, you know, three days, you know, or, or four days, that's almost two pounds a week right there. It's, it doesn't work like that. So you've got to follow the way the body yes. was designed. <laughs> so I'll give you two, two celebrity examples here. One is Oprah. She's probably, hands down, my favorite one to reference because she, I mean, she was a weight loss queen, and all yep. of a sudden, boom. boom, she was yep. a weight loss blimp, and she put it all back on, and then some. Pretty fast, too. Yeah. Exactly, and again, it was because she, she completely destroyed her metabolism. She crashed it, and... When she started eating again, her body was in that survival mode of the door only right. opens one time and I don't know when it's going to open again. Get all you can. Yep. And when she started shoving all you can in, <laughs> it was it was like trying to drink from a water hose. It was more like someone was pushing the food through the door.
1: Fire hose. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so um, the other example, Matthew McConaughey. I, I think a vast majority of our listeners have probably seen the movie Dallas Buyers Club. That was not CGI. He legitimately dropped. He looked horrible. I was, I mean, real bad, massively <laughs> unhealthy. He did a great job for the role, and talk about dedication, because I don't know anyone else who and would I, take I that wouldn't
1: on have done that. But they okay, did well, I interviews guess if the with him. Right. Do what? I guess if the money's right, you do. Oh it. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. at the money yeah. he's making. Yeah, no kidding. But they even did interviews with him after the fact, and he made multiple mentions of, hey, you know, I loved, I loved doing the role. It was, it was a great role, but probably one of the worst physical Mm -hmm. health decisions i've ever made since he's had that role it has been he i don't know if he used the term necessarily near impossible but it's been pretty darn close near impossible for him to put back on quality lean muscle and his new role i just saw the preview for a new movie that just came out um he's he's plumpy He's got a lot of body fat on him because, again, his body well, is yeah, storing that. Yep. So he's not able to put on good, clean quality muscle. Like, I mean, if you've seen, uh, what was it, um, Reign of Fire? Yes. I mean, he was lean on that oh, yeah. one. Very yeah. lean, you know, very jacked too. Yeah, you got to be um, that way
1: to fight dragons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's just having, he's having a difficult time with it. So my caution to listeners is, you know, chasing that body fat so hard, you will have some sort of rebound it's either going to be a rebound where you put the body fat back on and then what was the point in the first place it's a
1: waste of time
0: or b you completely destroy your body's ability to put on quality lean muscle the way it needs to and wants to and that's a step beyond Mm -hmm. that's a whole other problem because you're still going to put the body fat on but now you're not going to be able to rebuild that four cylinder back to an eight cylinder to help you keep it off in the long term yeah Um, Another example I'll use very quickly is the sumo wrestler versus a bodybuilder. And I've used this before, but a sumo wrestler consumes all their calories one time throughout the day. They have one big meal. That's it. Mm -hmm. And And the bodybuilder (laughs) will, yes, (laughs) massive bodybuilders eat six, seven times a day and they stay lean. Now, why do they do that? Because again, they're trying to space their food out. They want to keep Calorie yeah. intake going in on a consistent right. regimen, whereas the sumo wrestler is the one-time-a-day door yeah, opening. That's all he needs. Exactly. For the size. Um, And he, what he's doing is he's basically putting his body into survival mode so that it can store all that extra yeah. calories. Now, what they eat is different. I do take right. that into account, what they eat. But still, that's how the body's going to operate mm-hmm. if you're playing that way. So for those people um, who are so busy, say, listen, I don't have time to eat more than once or twice a day. Just understand
1: That's not, yeah, it's going to be harder for
0: you to lose body fat if you're not able to get on some sort of regimen. So we will create another episode, um, which talks about how are we going to, I think it's the next one we talked about recording, which is how are we going to set up a proper nutrition plan for a busy schedule, busy or changing unpredictable schedule? How do we fit that in properly? There are ways to do it. Yes. So a good rule of thumb to get you to your goal fast, but safely is first and foremost, Always consult your physician. Yeah. So this is the this disclaimer I'm going to make before I drop this this little rule of thumb I have. Always talk to your physician because again, you yeah. may have a thyroid issue, you may have too much estrogen, um, you know, you may or may not have diabetes. So always talk to a doctor about this first. But assuming you don't have any roadblocks, mm-hmm. a good Rule of thumb is okay. Let's take your resting metabolic rate. So you will have already gone to figure this out with a dunk tank or an in body machine, right. or you've sex. used a good a good website to help you know help you gather the proper information. Maybe it's going to your trainer, figuring out what your body fat percentage, and then you know this piece of the puzzle right. falls in, then this piece, and you can basically work yourself into figuring out what your resting metabolic rate is. And then just subtract 500 calories from that each day. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the nice thing about that. At 500 calories a day deficit, you're going to burn off one pound of body fat per week, assuming you don't do any additional activity. So if you're going to the gym twice a week or three times a week or four times a week, all those additional calories that you're burning from being in the gym Mm -hmm. or any carryover residual metabolic boost, that's all gravy as far as a calorie burn. So that's how you could very easily get into two pounds right. per week. I don't recommend that you schedule for a thousand calorie deficit a day and then try and do that through your calorie intake yeah. because for some women- It's a big jump at first. Yeah, they're going from 1300 calories to 300 calories. You just can't function on that. No, so that. 500 calorie a day deficit at the max for a good rough one to two pounds a week. It, and if you're a if your job is you know high activity you know hands on construction mm-hmm. uh, even like waiting tables th- there's your activity right oh, there oh yeah you're
1: moving all, all over the place and even
0: at that point if you are in a high active job and then you are going and doing a workout or exercise after right. the fact I would maybe even shorten that to 300 calories a day yes. because you want to give your body the fuel it needs to be able to operate, function, and then rebuild itself to get back in the game the next day.
1: And you definitely don't want to short yourself on that.
0: Yeah. So if we're if we're looking at you know one pound a week or two pounds a week at the most, and you're targeting a you know 50 pounds loss that you're looking for from a body fat perspective, that's anywhere from you know basically what six months to a year. Yeah. That's a realistic expectation. Anyone who tells you you can knock out 50 pounds in three months, just go ahead and look them right back in the eye and tell them, yeah, but I'll put it right back on the next three months.
1: It's not healthy to do that either.
0: No, you'll feel like crap throughout that process, and you'll feel like crap when you get there. It
1: wouldn't be a a very fun journey.
0: Not even close. And again, we want this to be enjoyable for everybody. Because if it's not enjoyable, you're not going to do it. You're not going to stick with it. You're not going to change your lifestyle for it. And that is, like I said, ultimately our goal. It's why we created this podcast in the first place. So, well, guys, we really appreciate y'all coming in and uh, listening with us again. We will catch y'all next time on the Fitness Lounge. See you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners. So if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at the And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fitness Lounge podcast for more updates, tips and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at FitnessLounge3. We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at The Fitness Lounge.